It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. I am your host, Rusty Diamond. And uh, yeah, you can check out other good shows, great shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Stone Reeds Productions, Fred Ben Savage, just fuck, hardcore entertainment. Hypnosis is great. And sockemup.org. Now with the website back up. Uh, thank you guys for being here. It's Monday. I have three podcasts today. So, yeah, I mean, this is a good day. So uh, let's get into it. Let's get right on. I'm going to bring out my first guest today. Right here, right now, right here, right now, we have Melissa Amos. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm great. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the day so far. Got a I woke up at six this morning. That was uh, pretty late. I feel like I was sleeping in. That sounds early to me. Yeah. Oh, you're not. You're not an early person. No. When I'm when not. are you usually up? Well, about half past seven. But I think if you just let me sleep, I'd be more like a nine o'clock. I think that would be my my happy time. Do you usually stay up then at night, pretty late, or what? Um, I'd like to say I'll go to bed at like 10, but I don't. It's like 11.30 maybe. Well, are you still working then or are you just uh, winding down or doing something else? Yeah, well, I'm often uh, take clients because I work globally and I'm in the uh-huh. UK and a lot of my clients are in the States. I tend to do evening sessions sort of seven, eight, nine which finish sort of nine, 10. I try not to work after 10 because I don't think it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the good thing about uh, there being things like Zoom and stuff like that. It's it really opened up to uh, a whole new, you know, audience and a whole new, um, you know, clients. But at the same time, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, interesting trying to navigate through time zones and time changes and um the the hardest one for me right now is uh, australia new zealand those ones are i usually have to do something but you know so yeah i'm five hours behind you but if i'm working even with someone that's like in you know california or something that's three hours behind and you know, I, I don't know. I, ideally, I would like to have this show at, you know, seven, eight in the morning or something like that. But then that's, you know, 4 a.m. on the West yeah. Coast. And then but it's 9 a.m. there we are. But yeah, just trying to coordinate everything with everyone is, is just um, not as easy as it could be. But it's also, you know, it's an all right trade off for me because, you know, getting to work with people this easily all over the world is something that we couldn't imagine five years ago right yeah it's uh i'm organizing or i've been asked to speak in a summit in australia and 
just trying to work out like what day have I booked this for because it's like tomorrow well it's not tomorrow but it's the next day tomorrow there. but today so yeah yeah so it's all very confusing so it's, it's an online summit then in from yeah. Australia time yeah what's the summit for um it's for spiritual entrepreneurs who are uh, you know, we're all just sharing our crafts and what we do and and some self-help theories. It's going to be awesome, I think. Yeah. Some really good speakers. Have you been doing more of those uh, in the last... It seemed to be more uh, more popping up recently. I've seen a lot more summits happening than... I guess, I don't know. Because, yeah, it seems like there's more a lot more online ones that people just, I guess, realize that we don't need like i think also you probably get paid more with them not having to pay for your transportation lodging food and all that stuff to just be able to because i mean yeah i assume a a plane ticket from from the uk to australia is probably a pretty pretty penny and uh, a lot of time from you spending an airport and an airplane and um yeah just to be able to just right it's a day's flight from here so okay yeah and so yeah you're you're losing two days right for you know something that all you need to do is uh get half dressed and stand in front of a camera and and the top half is good then the rest of it's covered yeah, right. Uh, that was something. Yeah, I totally figured that one out uh, a few years ago. <laughs> I'm going to like, ask. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wasn't uh, walking around too well. So I just like be able to sit in my bed and like, okay, well, this works out. You know, just sit in a chair and didn't really matter what was scared enough, you know, so that I look okay and make sure there's no mirrors or something behind me. Uh, <laughs> 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 Where, you know, there, there's those pictures always crack me up on the online where I see those where someone's taking a picture of something that they make it seem to be one thing, but then you see the mirror and there's something totally different going on. But Brilliant. as long as you got those bases covered, then and you're you're in good shape. And um, I mean, so was the with with your your practice then was was doing speaking engagements, was that a, a natural progression or was that something that was kind of foreign to you um, as far as trying to navigate was, that? And Yeah, it was something that people just kept asking me and I was like, people keep asking me, maybe I should actually do this. Um, I, I mean, I started off doing, so I work with spiritual people um, or people who are on the spiritual path to help them understand who they are, right? And where they're going and their their purpose and their meaning and, and to use all these amazing tools and energies of the universe to like help them unlock who they are. So it started off and I'd work one-to-one. I was doing readings and Reiki and all of that stuff. And, and I got asked to hold a class to cover for somebody. That's where it all started. So I covered a class in person. I used to work all in person locally. And everyone was like, oh, I really enjoyed that. And I was like, okay. 
Um, and that kind of progressed to teaching classes and I was teaching Reiki and some other some other things. And then in 2020, when we could no longer teach in person, I just had this thing. I was like, right now, what are we going to do? And I just heard this guidance and it went, just go online. And I was like, how do I go online? What do I do? Like what? Um, and found, figured out this Zoom thing that we now all know and just put some classes on and that turned into something very regular they were once or twice a week I was running classes and then and at the same time I started a you could call it a radio show but it was just on my Facebook page I'd come on every week and talk about different spiritual concepts and that got me invited onto podcasts and summits and guest experts and all of that so it's kind of just progressed from from somewhere and so with the the podcast live ones were those um I mean do they have interaction going on with those or during it were people commenting in the middle of it uh or anything of that nature yeah with the with the show that I was doing on my page it was very interactive which was a great lesson for me because I would just see all these comments like coming up and like, right, just try and keep, you know, and the Facebook comments disappear uh, after a little while, but, you know, just trying to keep focus, but also engaging and answering the questions and doing all of that was actually a really good training for me. And then the podcasts have been different. They're often interview style, which are cool, which I enjoy. It's my favorite kind where we're kind of, you know, um, bouncing off each other but yeah. sometimes they're like here we go Melissa talk for an hour and I'm like okay <laughs> See what yeah. happens. and I mean yeah it's a totally different game when you have a bunch of people commenting and you know it's all open for yeah you know, a lot of group participation and and all that and um yeah it's it's interesting there was uh there was a few things like I, I've done. I haven't done the Facebook. Maybe I do like one or two or the Instagram lives or one of those. But there was uh, I got into doing the, the online streaming and stuff uh, like uh, what is that? I don't know. Like. Uh, I don't know what you call that. There was one that was based out of the Philippines, the one that was based out of Taiwan. So I was it was interesting. It wasn't anything I ever really, but then again, it was that weird time change. So I was doing stuff at like four or five in the morning, uh, <laughs> trying to do this, but then, yeah, you got people coming in the room wanting to talk and, um, yeah, trying to be able to, you know, keep, keep going forward, but yeah, interacting as much as I can to not just yeah. alienate them, but where, yeah, this is able to you know, get to, focus in and yeah just do like a sort of an interview then and well whatever whatever your take on an interview is everyone has a yeah a bit of a different take and so then you're doing a podcast now is that or you're not or that was just uh, no was i get your... i i guessed on people's okay i guessed quite a bit yeah oh so okay so then then that's also kind of all over the world uh yeah. kind of a thing you know it's like okay well yeah I mean yeah you get known to these new audiences pretty easily and it's like yeah. okay well 
yeah, here's here I yeah here I am on, on the other side of the world, and yeah, I don't it's have pretty to awesome. It, like I've met some long-term clients through podcasts a bit, mainly through going into people's groups or a host of a community coming and inviting me on their page or or uh it's running little master classes or little mini masterminds with with others and it's amazing just sharing audiences and sharing wisdom and doing collaborations and you know I've seen a real difference in how people are working like especially women and how we're working and how it's like yeah well let's all come together and share our resources rather than you know well these are mine and these are yours and let's battle it out kind of thing right so I mean so what's uh so the masterclass I, I'm seeing masterclass around a lot what what kind of is I still haven't really figured out what I mean it might mean different stuff different people but what generally is masterclass here so I will often be invited to run uh our 90 minute workshop if you like on different subjects so it might be on opening your intuition or living a soul-led life or one of the things I work with is the Akashic Records which is your soul's library so I'm running a masterclass or I'm running a pro a uh, you know a short 90 minute one hour information I try to make it quite practical so that you come away with something that you can use or work with or understand and you can take into your life because otherwise I'm just talking for an hour and what's the point so right. yeah and and it's it's really nice to be able to share it's only my point of view but it's a view that's helped people so it's nice to be able to to share that out and I mean have you so then uh, when you were doing your uh it before when you were working before 2020 I mean when it was all in person were you did you have an office or were you going to other places people's houses are you have a meetup spot or what what was kind of the work for that so I used to sit in circle which is where we gather and practice you know intuitive skills psychic skills and all of that and that was from a shop that was local called wings of light and they used to they had a you know a massage room and they would run a few little things and actually it's mainly there where I'd run my uh, meditation groups and psychic circles and classes and then I'd be invited to some other places or if I was doing something more specialist I'd just hire a venue and, and bring people in from there and at one point I was running so in my garden we've got a kind of covered area and I would run uh, over the summer I'd run a weekly psychic circle from my garden which was really cool um but now I've got a studio here in the garden okay so you have people come there to your garden I would say I do 95 percent of my stuff online okay but that five percent special people special people can come here mainly local people Uh, yeah (laughs) you know it's it's I really enjoy it online, actually. I thought that it would be difficult, especially doing what I do, which is quite energetic and 
intuitive and and I you know I do like healing and counseling sessions and sometimes there's that resistance of well how can we do this if we're not sitting in front of each other but right I've learned energy doesn't care energy is energy and it's just gonna do this thing and and it doesn't matter uh, so yeah. I I love uh, I love doing it over zoom like you say there's a different level of preparation when you're doing it online right and I mean, they also get to be in the most comfortable place that they right. can imagine. They're right. not they're not having to go drive through traffic to go right. park somewhere and go into a building that they don't know right. that they're already kind of clenched up uh, with the guard guard up. They're just they're in their element already. They can't you know, they they pick where they want to go. They can go, you know, be. They can be in their garden hanging out. They could be, you right. know, whatever. Be in their pajamas. And their pajamas, yeah, exactly. And if someone, you know, when I have clients that are, you know, wherever, I'm happy. I'm like, well, yeah, you're in. You go wherever you're going to be most comfortable. You don't have to. Right. You don't have to leave. You're you're set right here. This can be the best spot. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nice. I, I became a big fan of it and. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of out of necessity, but yeah, like I say, you know, energetic work is doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. You're just gonna do it. Um, I had this one guy on recently. He has this thing. It's called the. It's called scalar light. Um, you know that about that? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this guy. So he could. For, you know, first off, it's like the, the energy source of it and could light up these walls, but he would like take a, you could take someone's picture uh, and then, you know, like, uh, I think the example he gave me was like a picture of the cold sore virus yeah. um, and be able to like put both together and then whatever, whatever, you know, it would go and find it around the world and, uh right break it down and uh it was it was a, a wild thing to like just think about but then once once you think about it with everything else i mean it makes sense how how right. it all works and uh, yeah I mean, it blows your mind i think it, it and i think you know the fact that so many of us were forced to go online and to start to do these things online and in, you know like one of the one of the original things that I practiced or was trained in was Reiki and that's very much a hands-on practice and we learn in Reiki that we can send Reiki and I was like yeah but wouldn't you want to be there and isn't it nicer that you're lying there and somebody's kind of you know like touching you or just by you and then obviously you know we had two or three years where it just it just wasn't possible and I actually and also teaching Reiki it had to be done in person the insurance companies were like no you can't do it online and all of this stuff and and we started to teach online and people were having even more profound experiences I think because they were in the comfort of their own home and they could be in their own surroundings and they could you know uh, like really let themselves drop into the to the energetic and feel the difference rather than necessarily being in a in a community with people that they might not know or but also I think 
there's something like it does something to your brain when you're like hold on a minute this person's not even touching me and we're just she's just saying some words and how am I feeling this or having this experience and we are you know I've taught Reiki in Australia and we're like thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away and they're still having as profound if not more experience than here in if they were opposite me yeah and I mean that should tell anyone anything about how powerful it is yeah that you don't have to be anywhere I mean just the fact I mean and then uh you know if you have got to go to a doctor or something I mean even that I mean now you can do most of that right. online and it's it's great I think it's it's just there was so much I don't know I always just I mean there's so many positives that came from those three years yeah um I'm still surprised a lot of corporate work went back into offices mm -hmm. and didn't shut down. That was one of the kind the one thing that kind of surprised me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that why that happened. I thought that they were just gonna understand that. I mean, just how much better it is for so many people. I don't know if it's just old old mentality or um you know, maybe they had some lease yeah. they couldn't break. There's lots of uh, there's lots of rabbit holes you can probably go down discussing that. Um, for some companies, they continued, I think, going and letting people work from home in these shorter weeks, and that's amazing. And and maybe that's what we needed to create the change that you know is work life balance. But a lot of people, I'm guessing. It's the same way you are, but a lot of people, um, a lot of people I know, stopped working, quit their jobs, started doing their own thing, started to realize there's more to life than going and spending from nine in the morning till six in the evening in another office, working for somebody else, making their dream come true, and then hoping that they've got enough money for a two week vacation half you know it, it's it is it was quite warped really and I think a lot yeah. of not everybody but it pushed some people into asking themselves the big questions and that started to create change and some companies weren't ready for that and maybe that forced the people that decision uh, some companies merged and changed and went okay well this is the new way, so let's embrace it. And I think they're the ones that are going to thrive in the future. And uh, yeah, it's quite exciting, really. Yeah. And I mean, it was great. Like, uh, I got rid of my office like a year before, mm -hmm. three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I, I don't know, because I, I was working with people or some people that had that didn't like leaving their house that had some stuff with that. And so, and those people were, one of them was okay with it, but most of the rest of them were very like, I, how's this gonna work over, over Zoom? Cause Zoom in 2019 was a 
you know, fairly odd thing. And then, yeah, you know, so, I mean, it was, I don't know. I feel like I, I maybe lost some of the clients mm -hmm. that way that were not wanting to do stuff because I didn't have an office. But then as soon as that shutdown hit, it didn't matter anymore. And everyone became totally okay with Zoom. It's like, okay, Zoom, Zoom's all right. And I just, it was a game changer. And uh, just being able to do everything online, right. have to yeah, worry about, I didn't have to, because I, I moved to, uh, to Minnesota and I thought that I'd be snowed in for six months out of the year or something, but they, they have very good uh, snow plows and stuff. So, uh, so I was like, I'm not going to get an office here. I just, I'll just start doing online. I'm already working with some people online. Then yeah, yeah. it ended up being having that shift before just ended up luckily being what, what happened uh, in the future. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of nice to, I don't know. I, I could never go back. I don't want to ever have an office. I had a shop then too afterwards, uh, like a vintage shop. And then I was like, I don't, I don't want this. I'd rather just sell online. I don't want to be yeah. tied down to a store. And yeah, well, and that's that. it. It gives you so much more freedom and you can move and pivot and change. And, you know, you know like, so here the kids are off they break up next week for the summer and so I'm like well I can just take the whole of August off well as much as as much as I can without without my extra commitments and that's great because I don't have any overheads apart from uh, minimal because it's all online I don't have to think yeah. oh God, well who's going to cover me and who's going to do this I can I can make sure like I say my commitments are uh, covered and I'm not taking on any new clients for August I'm kind of pushing some things back some of the the bigger stuff and yeah I can just be free and just I'm probably only going to be working like five or six days over the next month which is awesome what do you do you have some uh vacation plan or a staycation or something or? yeah we are we're going to the seaside it's a bright british thing we're going to the seaside okay um for a week in a couple of weeks and yeah and then we're just going to be here with kids and just enjoy it's really nice around here we're just going to enjoy it and just chill and like i you know i'll end up doing a little bit of stuff here and there and I've got my book coming out, which I think I'm underestimating quite how much I'm going to have to put into that in the week running up to it. But, you know, it's <laughs> we, there's, it's nice just to be able to be flexible and and not feel like I've got to be at the house all day, every day. So is that done? The book um, is that done now? If, yeah, if they're all is it? Through a publisher or is it self-published? No, yeah. So it's, this is my first book and okay. it's it's a memoir, right? So this is my life and this is my like story and and all of the spiritual explorations that I've wondered and and conjured up and decided, you know, like all the stuff that I've ever contemplated in my life. Um, through the lens of my life so I really feel like it's mine like I feel like I need to <laughs> I sound like a control freak but I'm like just need this to be mine just for a bit so I'm self-publishing this time I might put it out to some publishers 
after but I just feel I need it to go out as it is unedited oh yeah somewhat yeah I've edited it yeah but I just think it just needs to be mine in my words without things because there's some things in there which might be a little bit risky for some of the some of the big publishers so it's gonna go out as it is and and I'll see where it moves to but it's really exciting so is that like uh, an Amazon kind of deal and yeah and so okay so when you were writing it was it uh did you outline it or did you just write it flat out and then yeah. go okay cool i literally uh, right i'll tell you how, do you know how it started it started with a facebook post i wrote this facebook post and it was about somebody had asked me what was your biggest achievement it got me thinking about all the things you know because I think I'm a I'm a recovering achiever like all the things like I love like a certificate I love doing all stuff I like to know everything about everything right so I'm writing this post like well I've achieved all of these achievements but actually I don't think it's any any of this I actually think that my achievements are how you know I've handled some things in life and how I've got to this point where I am and and only lost the plot a little bit and and I was just like I think this is the beginning of a book and so I hired a book coach slash editor and I messaged her and I said right I think this is the beginning she's like yeah amazing and I she said just write Melissa just sit down and write so I went all right so I opened up my um my new MacBooks I I actually went out and bought a new MacBook And I opened up, I was like, well, how, where's Word? They don't have Word, do they? Because it's some Apple. So I opened oh. pages and I just went and I started writing and I just kept on writing and I kept on writing and writing and writing and writing. And it was about eight and a half weeks, nine weeks. I'd done like 60,000 words. And I was like, well, this was, I was like, this was easy, right? <laughs> and then the, my editor said to me, I say it was easy you know there were moments where it definitely wasn't but it flowed out it was like the words were all there and they just wanted to come out and she said to me you know this is where the hard work begins I was like I've done this in less than three months like how hard can it be now so that was that was mm, end of November right and now we're in July and it's still not out um, because then there was the first edit, the reread, and I edited it from there. And then I worked with a friend and we looked at maybe what was missing or where we needed some more information. So then there was a re-edit. Um, in between all of that was all of the, I don't know, I'm just going to ignore it and hope it goes away kind of thing. And now I'm like, right, it needs to come out. So it's due out in, what's that, three weeks, I think it works out from now. And it's, I've just sent it over to my editor to get it all formatted. And then I'm going to order my sample copy, which is like quite exciting to have it in my hand. And yeah, then I'll give it a reread, make sure there's no grammatical errors or anything else that I pick up when it's, because you know, when you're reading, it's different, isn't it? Uh, So I'm going to have it. And then hopefully... If there's no nothing major, then it will it will launch. Just pretty terrifying. soon. Yeah. Terrifying and exciting all at the same time. 
So then do you have someone doing uh, marketing and promoting for it? Or is that, that all you? Are you the... I'm doing it all. Okay. All I'm, right. I promise you I'm not a control freak, but <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it all. You know, it's my first time. It's my first book. I'm actually, because it's self-published, I can't pre-sell it. Oh. So what I'm doing genius what I'm doing is I've invited people who want to read it to be launch partners and I'm giving them a whole load of bonuses and uh some little sneaky peeks and some some free views and things and with the exchange of a promise that they'll buy it on the day that it launches okay that's, that's a good way to do it then um so where are you with uh, with AI help with writing stuff? Your your Chat GPT and all that, and people coming out with books and uh, all kinds of other stuff with Chat GPT and stuff. I had my very first conversation with Chat GPT about three or four weeks ago, and I oh. was like, let's give this a go, and. Um, I was actually very impressed and I've been the thing is with I think with any art however you interpret that you know paintings poetry literature um, even just posts on Facebook you know for me with what I do it is about this this soul-to-soul connection and I think you can feel energy when you're reading somebody's things. You know, it, you can get to know somebody well enough and you can almost hear them through their writing, right? Yeah. And I think with chat, with something like chat, I think it's super clever. And I actually have been using it and asking it some, some questions about my blurb, I've been asking it questions about promoting um, the book and it's given me some really good inspiration, but copying and pasting it, I think loses the potency of the message. Yeah. Cause I mean, you can set up the thing to do your blog for you. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to kind of a thing even, and it's been, it's been odd. I, I talk about this a lot and it's a lot of back and forth just, I'm 40 and so it's like I'm both ways I and I'm also yeah like like it because of how much streamlining it can do for me but then I create so many different things that it's just yeah it hurts it hurts it hurts uh like I don't know like one of them one of them is music just watching you know, being able to type in something and have it give me a song, uh, you know, with all the specifications, how I want to sound in 30 right. seconds of something right. that would take me, right. you know, on a good day, six, seven hours. Right. But um, then I think from the user, I think you can enjoy it just like we have, you know, we're similar ages and there was certainly the the electronic music right there's I think there can be enjoyment yeah. from it but 
think it's very different from having something which has got an energetic signature because it doesn't. And I, I mean, I put in when I was writing the blurb, I put in the things that I want to, I would like to include in there and, you know, and like a lot of brief and it was a lot of my own words. And then I was like, hit submit. And it came up with this like perfect, perfect blurb. And I was like, that is, that is perfect. But, yeah. but it was, as I was reading it back in my own voice, I was like, yeah, but it's not, it's not soulful. It's just clever. It's like head. It's almost like head, mind talking to mind, head talking to head. It's not, there's no heart to heart connection. There's no feeling in it. And sometimes it's those quirks in grammar or those little, little like nuances that we use that kind of hit the reader or the listener more than the cleverness of the way it puts words together. Did you teach it to write in the style of you? Well, I, I was actually considering, and I, I don't know why something's put me off doing it, but like throwing my whole book in there and going, well, here it is. Can you write me, write me the blurb and write me an autobiography and, and all of this stuff? But I don't know, something just feels a little bit like I might, I might yeah. read something I don't want to read. <laughs> well, and, and also, I mean, yeah, if you can get it. So like, like the more you, you like give it a prompt, like uh, you say, like, I want you to write it in the style. So it, it's in my voice please give, I like to say please and thank you a lot when I'm talking to AI and, uh, and, and please ask me questions that would allow you to be able to write in my voice. And so usually it'll say back to you, like, okay, please write me a, a, a story, a short story about something that happened to you, like a, a paragraph or two. And then right. it's able to get all those, you know, grammatical nuances and all those things in there. And it becomes a lot, a lot more clear and a lot, sounds a lot more like you. And then it gets, starts getting weird. And um, yeah, I, get, I mean, it's, it's like this, there's, uh, it's just, yeah, toying between, between good and evil. And right. I mean, there has to be both yeah and, and I think if you're like open with it I was very much like no like I never did the um what was it you know the art one I never put my photo in there uh, what's it called you know the one um yep. I didn't do that because I was like oh I don't know it just feels a bit creepy and I was saying I'm not going to do AI but then I was sitting and thinking about it and I think well what is AI it's what's it doing is it is it's learning from us right so it's learning from us humans what us humans are like and I figured that if the only people that used things like chat GPT are people who are let's say money hungry or people who are like really tech savvy or people who are you know trying to play the system or all of this stuff then that's what 
that's going to be its impression or what's feeding the system. So I'm like, well, you know, if we can go and there's people like you and me who say pleases and thank yous and who are like, oh, you know what, like this is my impression in life. And I just think that, you know, everybody's got a beautiful light in them and that we're all here for a purpose and, you know, all the kind of, all the, like yeah. the heart stuff. If we feed that into it, just like our Facebook and our Instagram algorithms, that if we're if we're watching all the videos of people like trauma dumping all over the thing, it's just going to give us more of that. And we're like, oh yeah, they love a bit of that. That's brilliant. Um, or if you just like my Instagram feed is just full of uh, like motivational quotes and like you know these kind of really cool like little little uh landscape things and I think well I'd rather the AI learn from somebody like me than yeah. others so that was my motivation to go okay I'll give it a go and now I have and I've realized that it doesn't seem like it's too evil I can absolutely understand that there's a there's a temptation to go right there we go write me this and it goes there we go you have this you know, like I could write a whole workshop outline and just go, there yep. we go, that's my workshop outline. But that's not why people want me to run their workshop. Then they could go to anybody and run a workshop. They want it because right. I'm going to pick up on things that that are intuitively based on what they need rather than my head going, okay, well, I'm running this, so it needs to be this, this, and this. However, yeah. by asking that question, it might go, okay, well, have you considered this which maybe I hadn't which then might open up an exploration of something else so I think that there's there's some really great potential with it and I think that we just need to be very mindful with how we use it and and feed it some good stuff yeah I think so too and yeah so one of the things was uh, with the picture so I needed uh, a headshot for something and the thought of me going to get go get a perpetual headshot again somewhere did not sound appealing to me like any headshot i have is you know is me at you know doing something for like pro wrestling or something it's like like usually that's that's my my headshot um and i'll use that as like a promo pick but i and I, the only the last time I did, I got one, got professional one done. I went there and I had, uh, I brought, I brought my chicken with me, um, which, yeah, which yeah, went into the mall and <laughs> went. <laughs> I had a a little like white fluffy chicken with me and uh, had it on my shoulder for the picture. But uh, so then, but I also don't have a, a lot of close-up pictures of me or selfies and stuff like that that it feeds into you know the the thing because it's like well i need 10 selfies from me like, i don't have 10 selfies of me um but then yeah i ended up doing that and got because since i only had i had to find 10 pictures so it was like me trying to take pictures so most of them i look ridiculous but there was like one that turned out pretty well and um i kept that one and yeah. that's that's my my headshot now and i, I never that wasn't me so <laughs> it's kind of nice 
that's something that's a good one to get away from where I, I felt okay i'm like okay i can get uh away from there and not have to worry about any of that but yeah but right. yeah so that's that's kind of the new thing um and then so yeah and so when your book is going to come out um where are people going to find it and how are they going to find you i guess probably they can they can find you they can find your book i assume the, the amount i'm talking about my book right now they better be able to find my book if they <laughs> find me so i'm on um, all social media platforms at the melissa amos and my book is called memoirs of a mystic in training and it will be available on amazon and who knows, maybe all good bookshops near you, I don't know, uh, but it'll be available on Amazon. And depending when you hear this, um, if it's before launch, you can come and join me as a launch partner. And that's via my website, which is melissa-amos.com forward slash mystics. And that'll give you a bunch of freebies and get you uh, get you on the list. And I just really appreciate the support with it. Excellent. Well, hey, well, thank you so much for being on. I'm happy we got to talk about what we talked about. Who knew what we we're going to get to? And we got to where we wanted to get to, which was here. So uh, I'm good with that. So uh, thank you so much for being on. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you. Oh, there she goes. I just cut her off. Like, oh, cut her off. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean to cut her off like that. I thought it would take a second for it to go, but you have thought after I've done so many podcasts, I'd have it figured out, but nope. So thank you everyone for listening here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And uh, yeah, check out other shows on the network. When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Say by the Ben. And don't forget our sponsors. We have Stoner Eats Productions, Fred Ben Savage's Buck, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and SockEmUp.org. And you guys like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. Check it out on Rumble or YouTube if you want, if you're listening to this, or if you want to just listen to it, you go anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, I don't care. Listen wherever. So, yes, thank you so much for being on. And if you want, you can leave messages. Leave messages for me. That'd be cool. How about you do that? You can leave a message or you can not leave a message if you want. You can do this. Messages? Messages? We don't leave no stinking messages. But I do. So you can give them a call at 503-974-6420. You guys, thank you so much. Have a good day. Great day. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.
It's Rusty Diamond Motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>